I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but that just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportsTownChicago.com. Lombard. Part of the Beyond Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast, Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportsTownChicago.com scoreboard update. I'm David Dykstra with your SportsTownChicago.com update, powered by Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. The broom came out over the weekend as the White Sox beat the Cubs 9-3 to complete the weekend series sweep. Eloy Jimenez drove in five runs with two home runs and a double. White Sox next game is tonight against the Twins, first pitch at 7 p.m., Cubs next game is against the Brewers tonight. First pitch is at 7.05 p.m. Jimbo Covert was inducted into the 2020 class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame over the weekend. He had a great Walter Payton story that he told during his speech. Back in the day, no one had single rooms. Everybody had to room together. But Walter had a single room, of course. He was the only one. Matt and I roomed together. And his room was always next to ours. And when it was a big game, every once in a while, that door would fly open and he would run in there and jump right on top of me, right? And he'd lean down. You know, he had that voice like Michael Jackson, you know? And he said, good morning, sunshine. Time to kick some ass. Other notable inductees to the classes of 2020 and 2021 were Edron James, Troy Palomau, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cower, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, and Peyton Manning. On a sad note, Bobby Bowden died yesterday due to pancreatic cancer. Bowden had the second most wins in Division I football history. Our condolences go out to the Bowden family on their loss. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. And now, the greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your host, Brandon Stats Januska. Craig Kimbrell, he did not have a good spring. Two innings pitched so far in both Saturday's and Sunday's game. Two innings, five strikeouts. Tyler, Butterball, Pewterball. Can we just give a hand to Arteris that he has done more in within those five hours of trade deadline than Paxson and Foreman has ever done in their entire career with the Bulls? And David Double D Dykstra. And all of a sudden, Jordan Spieth has figured out his swing, ladies and gentlemen. And if Jordan goes on a tear, Jordan's Tiger-esque to the point where no one can beat him. Hit us up on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And now, here's Brandon, Tyler, and David. That's right. Welcome, everyone, here to Blow the Whistle. I'm Brandon Januska. Tyler Buterbaugh. 
Hey, I'm back. It's David Dykstra. <laughs> That's right. We have the full group here today for the first time in what seems like forever. forever. Yeah, yeah, it's it been really a does. long time since we've had everyone here. But we've got a great show here planned for you guys. Be sure to check us out if you haven't already on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Blow T Whistle One. That's at B L O W T W H I S T L E One. Let us know what you guys think about the shows and all the things we talk about. And let us know if there's other things you want us to talk about. Today, we're going to be hitting up the Crosstown Classic Part 1 Wrigley Edition that happened over the weekend. We're going to take a look at the MLB playoff picture. Of course, you're killing me, Smalls. Be sure to send in your moments to us. We're going to talk about the NFL Hall of Fame, some Bears training camp, Bulls, Olympics, and, of course, the Chicago Dogs. Are you guys ready to get this thing started? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. First up, the Crosstown Classic. Tim Anderson leading it off. First pitch swing and a drive out into right. Well hit. It's going to go. One pitch, one run. Oh. A swing and a drive. Well hit out to center field. Ortega's back still in chase mode and he looks up and it's gone. One two to Schwindel. Bounced up the middle and through. It's going to be a two run single for the pinch hitter that puts the Cubbies on the board. 2-1, lined to deep left field. Back goes Jimenez. That ball is going to be off the top of the wall. Contreras going for two. The throw to second, not in time. And it has been a White Sox story on the north side of Chicago this weekend. The Sox, for just the third time in franchise history, sweep a three-game series across town. Those highlights from ESPN 1000, 670 of the score, and ABC as the game on Sunday Night Baseball, a fitting game as it was what should have been the anniversary of the first night game at Wrigley. 8888 was the first scheduled night game. However, that's not when it actually happened as that one ended up being rained out and the first official game came the next day. But as you heard in those highlights, Eloy Jimenez continues to torment his former team, the Chicago Cubs, three for four, two homers, as you heard from David in the update. That gives him in his career against the Cubs, 10 games, five home runs, 10 RBIs, good for a 389 batting average. He just continues to... Make Cubs fans regret or make the Cubs regret trading him away in that Jose Quintana deal. Yeah, that at least that game three was just kind of a big slap in the face for the, the Cubs fans about Eloy because like everything that you just said, Brandon, he absolutely just destroyed the Cubs in that game. Granted, the Cubs are in a rebuilding stage right now, but I mean he's been he's been tormenting the Cubs for as long as I can remember. I mean, hindsight being 2020, though, gentlemen. Of course. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> could you imagine? I don't know if there would be this much outcry right now over what just happened to the Cubs if Eloy's on that team and Wilson Contreras are together. Yeah. I, 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 it, to be honest with you, you th- then you have that that cornerstone. Once again, and then you have the possibility to bring in Baez back as well after the year. Although, after what's gone on with Javi <clears throat> over the last <laughs> couple of days, I I don't know if the Cubs are going to offer him something. And if they do, I don't think it's going to be where Javi wants it to be. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, I'd be all for the Cubs bringing back Javi Baez. I loved him when he was with the team. But, yeah, I just don't think. Obviously, if the Cubs weren't willing to give Javi 
the money that he wants, I don't think that him coming back, he's gonna they're gonna agree with that too. Yeah, I don't see him coming back. I don't. You don't. I, I think, okay. I, I think Javi wants to stay with the Mets. He hasn't really played with Lindor yet. Lindor was hurt. Now Javi's hurt. So I think that he's gonna want a full season and a chance to actually play with Francisco Lindor. Those two together will be six hundred million dollars. Unless Javi, or close enough. Unless Javi wants to recruit Lindor to the Cubs, but you know that's just never. No, gonna happen. yeah, yeah, not, yeah no. not gonna happen. Now Lindor <laughs> no. just got paid. It'd be nice this past off season. So yeah, yeah. that. Not going to happen, but yeah, the Cubs, as we said, in a rebuild mode, they're going to go to, they're in an evaluation phase right now, and part of that evaluation, they're going to a six-man rotation as Justin Steele will join the rotation tomorrow. He was fantastic out of the bullpen early in the season, a 203 ERA coming out of the pen. He hasn't pitched since the new rules, but... I don't see it being an issue as he's continued to dominate in the minors as well. So goes down with the uh, hamstring issue. He has absolutely dominated in the minors, an ERA under one. He's been getting stretched out as a starter, and he'll come up, make his first major league start tomorrow. So, Are, are you excited about that, Brandon and Tyler? Because I, I know that my... My Cubs knowledge isn't as vast as both of you because you watch them so intently. So are you excited? It, could this be, let me ask you this, uh, just to ask you, Brandon, could this be a Chris Sale kind of tran, uh, kind of move from going from the bullpen to a starter and maybe becoming an elite starter? Possibly, because with Chris Sale, they knew eventually he was going to end up in the rotation. Same thing with Steele. He was a starter, but obviously this season got called up to be in the bullpen with injuries and things shaking out the way it played out. So eventually the, the final goal was to stretch him back out. Chris Sale, that's a good comparison. He doesn't okay. throw as hard as Chris Sale, but yeah, both left-handed starters. There aren't many that, yes, that yes, throw yes. that hard as Sale. But. Um, one guy who he reminds me a lot of is one of my personal fan favorites from growing up, Kerry Wood. Okay, I, I know Wood was a righty, steals a lefty. They're not exact. It's not a exact comparison, but just his demeanor on the mound from what I've seen from Justin Steele reminds me a lot of Kerry Wood when he was on his game. He just He's staring down the batter. He's extremely focused, kind of like Kyle Hendricks in a way too. And it's just kind of that mindset of he knows he can strike you out. He Even being a rookie this year, he just looks like he's very comfortable out there on the mound and focused on getting the batter out. That's that's well. Let's hope that he doesn't have the health concerns that Kerry Woods yeah, has had yeah. in his career. But <laughs> and, that, and actually, he has had some health issues, which is why it's taken a little bit for him to get called up. But yeah, hopefully, he can leave that as a minor league issue and can be a little healthier now in the majors. That's something to live up to, though, for sure. Yeah, I've I haven't seen much of Steele uh, play, but I've everything that I've heard, I've heard nothing but good things. So. I would love to see that he becomes that piece in that pitching rotation that the Cubs desperately need help with. Um, just because obviously everyone knows the Cubs, that's like one of the Cubs' biggest struggle right now. So to see if I would love, I'm excited to see his first start tomorrow and just see what he can bring to the Cubs. And hopefully, with all those devastating trades that all Cubs fans are not happy about, 
that it could come around and bring some light to the Cubs fans again. Yeah, and I, I I'm just gonna because I haven't been here in a week. So I just have to say, I'm so glad that the White Sox listened to us, Brandon and Tyler. <laughs> I mean, how it makes too much sense. Yes. Yeah. And what I couldn't believe it. Like we were, we were literally driving on our way to Pennsylvania and I go, Dominic goes, guess what? Sox just got Kimbrel. I'm like, get, shut up. You're joking. He goes, I'm not joking, dad. They just got Kimbrel. I was like, wow. See now, but for me. I think this is where Tony LaRusse is making the mistake. Liam Hendricks has already come out and said he has no problem being a setup guy. Quit doing the closer by committee. Let Hendricks be your setup guy. Tapera comes in sixth, seventh inning. You have Hendricks come in right after him and Kimbrell shuts it down. Dude, game over. Yeah, that would be a nasty rotation right there if they did that. But that's what that's so I. Dave, it was funny. I, I was actually in the car, too, when I heard the news. And I was just, the whole time, I was just like, David called it. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> but, because I'm, my whole thing was like, it made, like, we've, we've talked about before, it just makes too much sense for Kimbrel to go to the White Sox. But, I was getting a little worried because how we've talked about before is Larusa is still trying to figure out that bullpen and figure out the rotation. So, I would hate for him to not really know how to work with Kimbrel, there's nothing to something. there's nothing to figure out at this point. There shouldn't be. No, you have a future Hall of Fame closer. Oh, without a doubt. on your team, you have a guy who is a premier closer saying he's willing to do whatever it takes to win and be a setup guy, and then you bring in Tapera from the Cubs, who is a great middle reliever. Where's the question? I know they can't go every single day, right? But where's the question at at this point, Brandon? Yeah, yeah I I definitely would have Kimbrel as my closer. I mean, there there could be some biasy, but I I would definitely have Kimbrel. He's got the better numbers. He's got the experience as well. So I'd have Kimbrel as my closer. The Sox are missing a lefty uh, that he can trust in that bullpen. That's about the only weakness I see. Maybe Crochet can step it up. Maybe Bummer can step it up like he did last year. But yeah, but the biggest news for the White Sox right now is the return of Luis Robert as he comes back tonight. So he'll be back tonight. Grandal looking to come back sometime this month as well. Those, those poor fill-in guys that have been just doing an excellent job. I I feel bad for Tony Larusa La and all them right now because they've got some tough decisions to make on who's going to be in that that lineup from this point forward with Roberts coming back and hopefully Grandal. Yeah, Robert coming back, activated from the 60-day IL. Luis Gonzalez was released. Gavin Sheets optioned out to AAA. So, yeah, and so it's kind of an evaluation period for both the Cubs and the White Sox at this point because the Cubs are evaluating for next year. The White Sox really evaluating what they have for the playoffs, who's going to make that roster because – the White Sox have all but wrapped up the AL Central, but there are still plenty of other races out there to, that are all but set. So who do we have coming out on top? We'll let you know coming up on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com 
Jill's hot dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Jill's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's hot dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just small. For more on the menu, visit Joe's Hot Dogs, Joliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. That was money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, yo, yo. Check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy, Space. I'm your boy, MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you going to go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. And it's good! Keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else are you going to get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Actually going to talk a little bit about playoffs here as the it, it is just August. There is still another full month and a half of baseball. But we're going to take a look at the standings right now and see who we think might be making it into the MLB postseason. So we want to know your thoughts as well. Which division leaders currently are going to hold on and make it into the playoffs? Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1 because there are a lot of different, a, a lot of tight races and a lot of new division leaders that have developed over the last week and a half, including... The Philadelphia Phillies, the most recent to take over the top spot in a division. That's right, boys. Not that anyone in this booth really cares <laughs> about right, the Phillies. That's right, boys. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, there's a lot of tight races going on. There are some that are, the teams are running away with it a bit. The White Sox being probably the prime example, a 10 and a half game lead in their division, the farthest, the widest margin between first and second out of any teams out there but there are some tight races as well the east obviously the yeah. most most interesting one right now some subpar play by the Mets has allowed other teams to get back in it so 
let, we'll start off with you, actually, David. Talk to me about the Phillies a little bit, and can they hold on to this? Bryce Harper is on an absolute tear. Bryce is on a tear. JT is playing unbelievably great baseball, and that pitching staff. Holy cow. Nola Wheeler just pitching lights out. And just to go back to Wheeler, when you have a game where they are inducting Doc Holliday into uh, their ring of honor and retiring his number, and then you have Joe Girardi come in after the game emotionally saying that Wheeler pitched exactly like Roy Doc Holliday pitched back in the day. I'm telling you what it's, I just got goosebumps just thinking about it. It, it, If they could have someone like Roy holiday and it looks like wheelers kind of turning into that for them, that they've got a chance to make a run and a serious run. They're on a good run right now. They're on a great run right now, but winning streak right now, but if they can continue that momentum into the playoffs, there's not a team that can go bat for bat with them except for maybe the two teams out West. Yeah, and right now as it stands, they would play the winner of the Central being currently the Milwaukee Brewers. If that is the matchup, pitching-wise... That's it probably it, it's a tight matchup. I still think I lean slightly toward the Brewers. Brewers. The bullpen there as well kind of puts them over the edge. Just that Devin Williams, Josh Hader back end for the Milwaukee team. And then Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff. That's a tough duo as well up front. Yeah, I I this is one of those seasons though that I would honestly say as far as the playoffs go. It's about as evenly matched as I've seen it, at least in the NL, as far as I'm concerned. Any one of those teams at any point in time could come out of the the National League to go to the World Series. Yeah, I mean, it's still it runs through the West, and it's going to run through the West. They're going to take home field advantage. But the thing is, the advantage for the other teams, for the Phillies or the Mets, if they can come back, or the Brewers... The advantage that they have is the West will beat up on each other. Yeah. If I'm the Brewers right now, I hope the Giants win, get the top seed. I want the Giants to take that top seed because that means the Padres and the Dodgers play each other in the the wild card game. That knocks out one of them. And then the winner of that game has to go play the Giants in the top seed. So the West will just knock each other out. You heard that right, Chris Bryant. Yes. So, I mean, if if I'm Milwaukee it's on right you, now, buddy. Yeah, if I'm Milwaukee right now, I don't want the top seed because I don't want to have to play whatever team comes out of the wild card. I, I don't disagree with that either. I mean, the the East the East is going to go out very quickly. I unless Philadelphia's pitching staff continues to do what they do. But I don't like, like you said, there's too many great pitching staffs out there. And uh, can we just talk about the rich getting richer? Like, seriously, (laughs) 
okay, Trevor Bauer's out and probably won't be seen ever again. Uh, I, for the, not just major league baseball, but the players association to both come out and uphold continuing him being on administrative leave says that they know something way more than what the public knows about this whole, all these allegations. So what, what, what do the Dodgers do? Oh, I don't know. Let's go out and get Mac Max Scherzer. See how that goes for us. Jeez. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, that NL West is look very dominant. I didn't, wasn't even thinking about the way how you put of how the games will be set into place. Yeah. You're the West would just be beaten up on each other. And that would just be, that would be chaos right there. And you know how much we love chaos. Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers are, are clearly the most loaded team. And like, if you just look clearly. at that roster, yeah. they have 62 million more on payroll than the next closest team. So that's like three superstars right there. Oh yeah. Three $20 million contracts right there ahead of the next closest team. So really, if I'm any other team, I'm hoping they get knocked out in the division, in the wild card game, because I don't know who can really match up with them in a full series. So you want them knocked out in that one and done, whether it's the Padres or the, even Cincinnati could potentially make a run at that wild card right now with San Diego struggling a bit with Tatis out. So if I'm any other team in the playoffs, I want that Dodgers team knocked out in the one and done. The Giants have played them well during the season, but the playoffs, it's another thing that not saying the Giants can't knock them out, but I, I have to favor the Dodgers right now if they can get out of that wild card game. But on the American League side, there's some tight races there yeah. as well. Tampa <laughs> yeah. just last week took over the top spot over Boston. They now have a four-game lead over that as Boston continues to struggle. And really, like I said before, the White Sox are the only ones who don't really have to worry yeah. about their division. Yeah, they're so far ahead. Yeah, as Houston only has a two-game lead over Oakland right now. So it's ridiculous. Tight races all the way around. How how far out? Because I, I didn't have a chance to look. How far out are, are the Blue Jays? From the wild card or from first? Wild they're, card. Let's do wild card because I don't think they're going to catch Tampa. No, they're seven away from Tampa. Yeah, they are only three out of the second wild card spot. Right there's the team I would be deathly afraid of if yeah. they make it if into that wild card. Oh, top to, and their bats have come alive. Their bats have absolutely come alive in the last month. Yeah, right now the wild card teams Oakland and Boston, but the Yankees only two and a half back, and Toronto only three back. So well, if Rizzo can get better quickly, <laughs> I, I I mean he he seemed to have brought a, a little bit of a spark to that team oh, yeah. in the first week, week and a half that he was there. And now, unfortunately he has, he has the COVID. The COVID. <laughs> so hopefully it won't affect him too badly to where he's lethargic and, and doesn't have a lot of energy when he comes back, but he, he seemed to have brought a spark to that team while he was playing and set a one weekend. And he set a Yankees record. That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. First Yankees player ever to have an RBI in each of his first six games as a Yankee. So unreal. I mean, you, you, you can just see that uh, he's brought a lot to the Yankees. Team. Well, not just a, it. It's been a, an absolute joy for me to just see those guys smiling again. Yeah, Rizzo having fun playing baseball again. 
Chris Bryant's having an absolute blast in San Francisco right now. Absolutely loving it. Well, and we won't talk about Javi. But, you know, <laughs> I loved, I loved the people that were like, he went zero for five and struck out five times. I was like, yeah, Homer one day. Nothing the next. Yeah. Welcome to Javi Baez experiment, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The yep. Mets in a very short time got the full Javi <laughs> experience. Yes, Home run did. in his first game. He had a, a swim move slide to score a yeah. run the day before that five strikeout game. So yeah, full experience. And now he's hurt. So the three, yeah, it's, it's, it's three the phases eight, of Javi. The three phases of the free three faces three of faces. Javi. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So but I mean, as far as the AL goes, honestly. Right now, I would say that it's maybe a two-team, three-team race in that division. There are three teams that are, and Houston's even come back to earth a little bit, but Tampa Tampa and the White Sox are the creme de la creme. I, I personally oh, believe yeah. of the AL. I think they're the, the two powerhouses in the AL right now. Yeah, and really the, the biggest knock on the White Sox right now, although we haven't seen it, in effect, since the trade deadline, those acquisitions is their inability to really dominate any good teams. Their record right now, they're 52 and 25 against teams below 500. They're only 14 and 21 against teams above 500. So that is somewhat of a concern right now because obviously the teams you're going to play in the playoffs are above 500 that's not always the case but this year they they will be above 500 in the american league the teams that they're playing so they're going to have to find ways to not just beat them but beat them consistently if they want to make it all the way to their end goal which is a world series because if they don't win a world series i said it last week i'll say it again if they don't win a world series this year or next year it's failed. It's oh, a failure absolutely. on the White Sox. Absolutely. I totally agree. That, that, it's the whole reason you bring in Tony Russo because it's a win-now mentality. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. And the, the moves they made at the deadline say the exact same thing. Well, it's about that time now that we give that moment from the week that had us saying, you're killing me smalls, and we want to know what your moment was too. So let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter what your killing me small moment was from this past week. You can hit us up at BlowTWhistle1. That's at B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. But before we get into our picks, here's David with a sports update. Back to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com Scoreboard Update. I'm David Dykstra with your SportstownChicago.com update. Sponsored by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com The broom came out over the weekend as the White Sox beat the Cubs 9-3 to complete the weekend series sweep. Eloy Jimenez drove in five runs with two home runs and a double. White Sox next game is tonight against the Twins. First pitch is at 7 p.m. Cubs next game is against the Brewers tonight. First pitch is at 7.05 p.m. Bulls play the Pelicans in the first game of the Summer League. Tip-off was about, oh, a half hour ago. We're going to get you that score as soon as possible. Closing ceremonies for the Olympics were held last night, ending the postponed 2020 Games. The United States led the medal count with 113 total medals and surpassed China in the final day of competition to win the most gold, winning 39 gold medals. 
Abram Aker wins the FedEx St. Jude Invitational on the second playoff hole with a birdie to win his first ever PGA title, beating out Hideki Matsuyamu and Sam Burns. On a sad note, Bobby Bowden died yesterday due to pancreatic cancer. Bowden had the second most wins in Division I football history. Our condolences go out to the Bowden family on their loss. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. This is your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the Nasty Biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the Chicken Fried Chicken Biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with the heaping amounts of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. Hello? It's speed walking day. Dorothy, you're breaking up. Did I mention we'd be slowing down when we pass the court where those fine brothers play ball? I heard that. Reduce your risk of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Get active, eat right, and maybe even run into Mr. Right. Isn't sisterhood beautiful? For more information, go to everydaychoices.org. Brought to you by the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, the Ad Council, and this station. Alert! Alert! Be gone, maxed-out credit cards, overdue loans, suffocating interest rates, and relentless collection agencies. If your credit rating is making you and others around you cringe, there's only one thing to do, and that's to turn to the professionals at Creative Credit Solutions. Even if your credit is less than perfect, we'll help you get back on track. You can do it, and we can help. Call today or visit creativecreditsolutions.net for your free credit check report. Blow the whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Mondays and Fridays from 2 to 3 p.m. as we talk NFL. The game plan was really sound. In the quarterback league, it, it has been, it still is. Franchise-defining quarterbacks. College football. Will Jim Harbaugh make it through the season as Michigan's head coach? Some more Big Ten talk. And here's some things you wouldn't expect. I would have never expected that. Get all of that and more on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. That's right, it is our favorite point of the show, the best moment in all of radio. It is time for your Killing Me Smalls, where we give that moment from the week that just had us absolutely frustrated and saying, you're killing me, Smalls. And again, send in your moments as well. Hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1 at B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1 to send us your Killing Me Smalls moments. And Tyler, we're going to start off with you, and also you have one that was already sent in to us as well. Yes, I, we got one sent to us by no one other than KB Mac Radio, as he always sends us King B Mac! Which... I could tell he was really excited about today's Your Killing Smalls because he sent this in about six hours ago. That's what I'm talking so, about. Thank you, KB Mac. And let me read you what he's going to say. And I'm going to, mine's the same as him. 
He goes, let's get this out right now. You already know who and you know why. All I'll say, Russ meets LeBron and AD at Bron's house two weeks before he's traded to talk working together. Not a peep, but let's investigate the Bulls. NBA, in quotes, tampering rules. He goes, that's his, what he says for your killing me smalls. And we'll combine it because KB Mac, I am the exact same way. As soon as I got the notification as that that Bulls trade was getting under investigation along with Kyle Lowry as well because they thought that they were making sure there was no talks about Lonzo Ball coming to the Chicago Bulls before the official talks. But Mac makes a good point. It's a little ridiculous that because your name is LeBron James, you get away with all this stuff and don't have to deal with possible consequences that the Bulls could have had, which they still are in that situation. They could still possibly get fined or lose picks, but it's official that Lonzo Ball is a Chicago Bull. But it's like, come on, NBA. I know LeBron James is one of the biggest stars in the NBA right now, but it's like, don't give him this, this, uh, what's the word I want to say? Freedom. Free pass. Free pass. Well, it's, I would say plural free passes. This guy gets away with anything. But it's like, come on, NBA. It's like, if you're going to do it to one team or one player, you got to do it to all of them. You can't just, uh, again, I don't know what the heck. I'm wanting to use a different word, but I can't think of a damn word. But <laughs> <laughs> He's flustered, people. I'm He's flustered. flustered. But with me and KB Mac Radio saying, NBA for luxuring to LeBron James, on not having to follow all these rules and giving the Chicago Bulls a tough time just for getting their like a true point guard that they haven't had in a long time. For that, NBA. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, that I mean that's the hot news right now. The everything hot. going on with yeah, hot hot news, hot, hot news. news, hot topics. <laughs> so yeah, I, it seems there's always a bit of a biasy when it comes to LeBron. It is. It's all every single thing that he gets away with. I forget. During this commercial break, I'll think of some more because I know <laughs> I know exactly that there was so many more things that that guy got got away with. That so guy. that guy. All right, David, would you mouth. like to go next? Well, absolutely. Tyler composes himself. Absolutely. And you know, since I just spent the last week in Pennsylvania, it's only fair that I go after my fellow Penn State alum board members and everything like that because how dare you how dare you call for James Franklin's job last year what somebody can't start off 0-5 and you think he's completely lost the team how'd he end up doing ladies and gentlemen he ended up with a 500 record got asked to go to a bowl game they decided not to go to a bowl game now this comes off of him getting criticized For the lack of recruiting in the 2021 season, they were ranked 21st in the nation. There are way more teams that would die to be 21st in the nation in recruiting. But once again, not good enough because your recruiting classes were so much better. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? He couldn't go out there because he hadn't signed his contract extension yet and tell these parents of these kids that he was trying to recruit that he was going to be there for four years and mold their kids into grown adults who get degrees, who become responsible parts of their community. But guess what? He got his 
contract extension. And in his press conference, in that contract extension, goes, oh, you thought my recruiting was bad last year? Watch what I do in the upcoming years, knowing that I'm here for the next 10 years, if not longer. Well, ladies and gentlemen, people of all ages, as of last week, Penn State's recruiting class for the year 2022 is now number one in the nation with 14 confirmed four-star recruits coming to the Happy Valley along with 10 other three-star recruits. No five-star recruits quite yet, but I'm sure with all these other talented people coming in, there's going to be a five-star here and there that goes, you know what? Penn State sounds like an unbelievably great opportunity. So for all those people that were doubting the fact that James Franklin could go out there and recruit stars again and bring back that mystique of Penn State football, I've got one for word for you. You're killing me, Smalls. Absolutely, unbelievably great job, James Franklin. <laughs> Kudos to you, sir. Kudos to you. Although I will point out that you're killing me, Smalls, is more than one word. It so is. Wait, wait, which one word? <laughs> one phrase for you. Which one word? I've got one phrase for you, Penn State <laughs> alum. I wish I could say. No, just <laughs> what the? He's got more than yeah, one yeah, phrase got now. He's, now. Got, he's got, got a, a lot whole going bunch. after you. I got a lot. This yeah. board is We're all crazy. flustered, even the board. Yeah, the board. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Monday. Yeah. We'll blame it on Tyler. Monday, Tyler, indeed. you Tyler, started this whole thing off. Ah, dang it. All right, well... We're going to move into mine, and I am going to go after the injury bug that has hit Chicago Bears training camp. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Particularly at a, at a singular position, the offensive tackle position, where five players are sidelined right now due to injury. That many now? Five offensive five. tackles. Yeah. God. Jenkins, Borum, Simmons, Wilkinson, and Effetti. <laughs> all offensive tackles, all of them. You out notice with he left Fetty right till last because he isn't really concerned about a Fetty. <laughs> no, it's save the best it, for last. That's not it. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> that just happened to be the order that they were in, <laughs> on my list. But yeah, yeah. Sure, Brandon. But, sure. Yeah. But yes, the injury bug is really dampening the excitement for surrounding Bears training camp. Don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of excitement going on. But it's really taking away because that offensive line is supposed to be revamped this year. And it's supposed to be really ready to take that next step and develop before Justin Fields then steps in and does his thing. Injuries are going to play a huge role, especially when there's a pair of rookies out there trying to learn the system as well. Both of them out in Jenkins and Borum. So both guys, Borum actually replaced Jenkins and then suffered a concussion. And so now he's out. So it doesn't matter. It seems like every guy they then rotate in comes down with some sort of injury. And it's just a revolving door out there, which is never what you want to hear when you're talking about a left tackle. The blind side being a revolving door. That's not a good thing. So that position not really being solidified right now. It's giving other guys reps, but... How deep on this on this depth chart are they going to go now? First preseason game is this Saturday already. So it's none of the projected starters are likely to play in terms of their tackles in this preseason game. And there already are only going to be three preseason games instead of the normal four. So I'm worried about the development of some of these guys 
especially guys like Jenkins and Borum, the rookies, with these injuries. So to the injury bug for just plaguing the Bears and and really causing some concerns for me at least, and I'm, I'm assuming other Bears fans as well being concerned about this, but causing concern at that tackle position is not something we want. So to the injuries at Bears training camp, I say to you. Killing me, Smalls. Yeah, that's going to be a little stressful and scary. Yeah. Because, yeah, like there's not going to be enough time Oh, that just means that just means Justin Fields is going to see the field a lot sooner because if you don't have a left tackle, someone's going to hit Andy Dalton in his head. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I almost would think that'd be a good thing, but I don't want Justin Fields to get hurt. <laughs> no, and no, yeah, no. that's the thing. No, you yeah. don't want him stepping in. See, but there's behind a, a there's a difference between Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Justin Fields there is, he but, can but he can only do so much. Yeah, still. I get that. I yeah. understand, especially that. as a rookie trying to go through his progressions. I understand your where your concern is, and it's very, very uh, validated. But you know, it, it it could be worse. It could be worse. <laughs> well, some of football's greats were recognized in Canton this weekend, and we'll let you know what happened here coming up on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. Longtime fans, sports is like life. SportstownChicago.com. What's up, Chicago? If you're ever, and I mean ever, out looking for good urban food 24-7, come down to White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. White Palace Grill is open 365 days a year since 1939. I personally love the steak and egg dinner, but whether you like burgers for breakfast, steak for lunch, or French toast for dinner, White Palace is the place for you. The diner is a 24-hour urban oasis. Come now. Come later. Hey, come now and later. We never close at White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. Visit us at White Whitepalace.com or order with Uber Eat or Grubhub anytime, any day. Daddy, when you look at me, I can see a wheels turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major equal spaceman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion. The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right, 1 in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Go to Lux Barbershop for the best barbers and stylists in Plainfield, Illinois. I go there when I have an important event, date, or I just want to look good. The straight razor shave will have you looking fresh and smooth. Lux Barbershop is open seven days a week. Go to Lux Barbershop for the finest barbers, stylists, braiders, and massage therapists in the southern suburbs. Check out all their daily deals on Facebook, Instagram, and LuxBarbershop.com. Hi, this is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. The Chicago Dogs are back on SportsTownChicago.com. Tune in to the season opener against the Sioux City Explorers Friday, May 28th at Impact Field in Rosemont. First pitch at 7.05 p.m. Hear all the action right here on SportsTownChicago.com. I want to say thank you to the Chicago Bears organization, Ted Phillips and the McCaskey family, and one McCaskey in particular, Ed McCaskey. Ed was a remarkable person who made Penny and me feel so welcome when we first got to Chicago. 
When I got hurt in training camp in 88 and had to go back for surgery, Ed visited me every day in the hospital. He bought me lunch from Tofano's and he'd sit there with that Sportsman's Park racing for him, chewing on that cigar and say, Jimmy, what do you think of this horse? And in closing, I'd like to thank all the Chicago Bears fans out there. Your support has really been appreciated. Thank you all. Thank you, God. God bless you all. Thanks. That's right. That was Jim, Jimbo Covert, in his Hall of Fame speech, part of the NFL Hall of Fame class of 2020, the 2020 and 21, 2020 and 2021 classes, both getting inducted into Canton this weekend. So a great experience, a great chance for the Bears, for Bears fans to celebrate another legend from that 85 team on the offensive side. Everyone talks about that 85 defense, but the left tackle of those teams, Jim Covert. So it was a great chance and a lot of marquee names, obviously the hall of fame, they're all going to be marquee names, but some all time greats, uh, Troy Palomalu, part of that 2020 class as well. And Peyton Manning, the headline of the 2021 class headliner, but, I love the fact that Peyton goes, you know what? I don't want to go last. I want to go third. He went third last night. Any other guy would have been like, Pfft. yeah, save the best for yeah, last. Right. Yeah. My spotlight shine it on me. And you know, although I enjoyed his, his acceptance speech wasn't the best one for me. No, no, was not the best one. Okay, well, we want to know what your guys' favorite acceptance speech was as well. So let us know which acceptance speech took the cake for you guys, whether it was class 2020, class of 2021, which one was the best for you guys. Let us know, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at BlowTWhistle1. And David, since you brought it up, what was it then? It was Edron James, by far for me. Uh, Just not only, not, uh, not so much emotional, but just very specific on telling guys that are coming into the league and, 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 and growing in the, be yourselves. No one, no one, when he came into the league, everybody told him, you got to get rid of the dredge. You got to get rid of the gold teeth. It, it's not how this is done. Blah, 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 blah. He stuck to his guns. He, you know, he came out and said, I may have had gold teeth, but I, and dreads, but I was, I've never, ever once been incarcerated. I've never been in trouble with the law. He said, for as much as Peyton Manning and I were polar opposites outside of the field, our brotherhood on that field was so instrumental in us winning the the Super Bowl. Uh, and then, you know, just to finish saying that you know now his bust is in the hall of fame with those dreads that everybody said he shouldn't do and he is a a an inmate of correctional institute canton uh inmate number 336 and opened up his jacket so he could show the number and he said i traded in my gold teeth for this gold jacket just an unbelievable way of telling the people that came at him like that. And you know what? Look at me now. Yeah. And then Troy Palomaus was absolutely fantastic as well. Uh, almost didn't get was unable to attend because of COVID, but got there the day of 
got to try on his jacket and and that that to me Troy's acceptance speech was phenomenal as well. Yeah, and the way that he just dug into the the culture around that Steelers team the, like they're they're known as that hard hitting defense guys James Harrison uh, along with Palomalu but yeah just to dig into the culture and really see behind the behind the steel curtain a bit I I loved it Palomalu's speech my my favorite statement of that whole thing was him going you know how you know you made it as a Steeler is when the old timers came up to you and go you could have played with us. Like wow. that, that's, you that's know, when you, say. yeah, when you have guys like Franco Harris, Mean Joe Green, you know, a Jack Ham, a Jack Lambert coming up to you and going, you, you could have played on our team. Yeah. That, that to me tells you all you need to know. Yeah, definitely. It, and the way he played it, I think it definitely could. It definitely oh, could yeah. transcend different, for different sure. eras for sure. And then we will mention it as well. It, it wasn't your highlight. Peyton Manning, it was just, I enjoyed it. It was, oh, it was, it was hel- hilarious. It just, was very funny. It was, it was very, very funny. entertaining. It was uh, very entertaining. Yeah. Maybe not as sentimental as some of the others, but just the way he decided to go about it, I absolutely loved it. The entertainment factor, uh, joking around, uh, cracking jokes about Tom Brady, who he knew was in attendance there. He asked him to be there. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason Tom was there, because Peyton personally asked him to be there. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. get a chance to hear uh pay manning's speech but obviously i've i heard i heard i heard little bits of it but it's like that's just how he is now he's just he's got that like comedic character to him yeah he's an entertainer exactly and it's just awesome so basically basically what he said was uh brady's gonna retire in 20 2030 yeah 2030 because he wouldn't be eligible you know he thanked he thanked all the all the people that came before him Mm-hmm. For doing their acceptance speeches and being so long winded that they've now cut down the acceptance speeches to six minutes. So how do we encapsulate a whole career in six minutes? <laughs> like he was, <laughs> yeah, just, he was just, digging on yeah, people, digging on Brady, digging on he, Ray, he, Lewis. Ray Lewis, Ray joke, Lewis. Oh and yeah, then the, the time for the acceptance speech. Yeah, That's he, great. He was just he was having a field day out there. He was you having gotta, a good you gotta time. have yeah. kind of fun with that. The the one that I was most intrigued to see. It, only for the pure fact that I know there's a lot of disdain between the organization and this guy was Calvin Johnson. Okay. Yeah. Because it, the way it ended with Detroit. Yeah. He, he still to this day does not like that organization. Really? But he did to his credit. He did thank the fans. Never once thanked the organization, but did thank the fans. See, I was wanting, and he, he thanked fellow teammates. I was wanting to see uh, his speech because, I mean, I don't know. To me personally, during his whole career, he wasn't like he was kind of hush hush. Like he wasn't like. I mean, I'd never really seen him talk not a, very, a lot. He's he's not his, a he, big talking guy. He was the guy that. Oh, you want me to show you? Yeah, I'll show you exactly. I don't need to run my mouth. I know that's what I loved about him so much. He and Isaac I miss him in the league. He and Isaac Bruce both went in. Uh, Isaac Bruce, I believe, went in twenty twenty. And Calvin Johnson went 2021 cut from the same mold guys who just went out there and performed and didn't run their mouths. Mm -mm. Didn't, didn't say a whole heck of a lot, but proved it on the field that they were absolutely, absolutely one of the best. 
if not the best. The best. Oh, yeah. And obviously, Calvin Johnson, we've just seen it. He was dominating on to the To this field. day, still holds the record for most yards in a season, 1,900. Good I Lord. mean, that's ridiculous. That's insane. I, I'd be surprised if someone gets up to that that amount. Yeah, and I mean, people will dig on him that he left kind of still in his prime. He left a lot out. He did the Barry he, he Sanders done thing. More, but yeah, yeah. I, exactly. He was the greatest during his time. Oh, like, yeah. There's not really a receiver that can match his numbers during that time, during that run. He was part of an 0-16 team, which is still ridiculous, like yeah, that, know, that talent. And that but was probably was, the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm going to break my hump, do everything that I can, and and this is what I'm playing for. That That's absolutely absurd. I'm yeah, done. Yeah, but I, I love that he acknowledged that season and acknowledged the fans for sticking with the team yeah. during yeah. that season. So, yeah, like you said... Disdain for the organization, but the way he he credited the fans, I thought it was great. I thought it was very well handled on yes, his part. Absolutely. For sure. And well, <laughs> that will do it for hour one, but we still have a whole second hour he coming up. So, he sounds so tired. <laughs> We've worn Brandon out. <laughs> I have a question for everyone. Is it too early to start worrying about the Bears? That's what's coming up along with some other things here in the second hour. We'll let you know on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. This is the best fans in the world. No, no better team. SportstownChicago.com. Are you ready for this? Valley View Automotive has all of the hottest SUVs you've been looking for. Enjoy a test drive and the opportunity to drive one of these powerful vehicles off the lot for half the price. Yes, half the price. Now's the time to get yourself to Valley View by car, on foot, or even by air to take advantage of this outrageous sale. You better get here quickly, because this promotion is only going on for 24 hours, and the automobiles are leaving the lot faster than you can say four-wheel drive. Valley View Automotive, a dealership you can depend on. Hey, I'm Andy Griggs, asking you to help prevent domestic violence. Domestic violence isn't a woman's issue. It hurts all of us. Women are injured and killed every day by their husbands and boyfriends. So it's time for men to take action right now to teach boys that violence against women is wrong, to help prevent abuse before it starts. Call the Family Violence Prevention Fund at 1-800-END-ABUSE to get a free take action kit containing tips on what to say to boys. That's 1-800-END-ABUSE. Teach early. Indeed is the number one job search user with over 250 million monthly users. Indeed's priority is to help everyone in the job searching process to find a job by uploading 10 new job opportunities every 10 seconds worldwide. With Indeed, you have free access to job searches, resume uploads, and company researches. There are over 10,000 employees at Indeed that pursue to help people find the job they are looking for. They connect with millions of people to new opportunities. Go to Indeed.com and sign up for free and create a resume and let Indeed do the rest to help you on your job search. Hey, I'm Jesus Mauricio. Be sure to tune in every Friday to listen to Zeus Off the Bat, a baseball talk show from 1 to 2 p.m. where I'll be discussing and updating you on all things about baseball. News, predictions, reactions, and more about the Cubs, Sox, and everything across the league. Happens every Friday at 1 p.m. right here on SportstownChicago.com. Don't forget to follow and share our Twitter and Instagram with your friends at Zeus Off the Bat. Zeus Off the Bat. 
I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but that just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportstownChicago.com. Lombard. Part of the Beyond Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast, Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportstownChicago.com scoreboard update. I'm David Dexter with your SportstownChicago.com update. L powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. The broom came out over the weekend as the White Sox beat the Cubs 9-2 to complete the weekend series sweep. Eloy Jimenez drove in five runs with two home runs and a double. White Sox next game is tonight against the Twins. First pitch is at 7 p.m. Cubs next game is against the Brewers tonight. First pitch is at 7.05 p.m. Jimbo Covert was inducted into the 2020 class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame over the weekend. Other notables include induct other notable inductees to the class of 2020-2021 include Edron James, Troy Palamau, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cower. Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, and Peyton Manning. Bulls are playing the Pelicans as we speak in the first game of the Summer League. It is at halftime, and the score is Bulls 47, Pelicans 44. Abram Aker wins the FedEx St. Jude Invitational on the second playoff hole with a birdie to win his first-ever PGA title, beating out Hideki Matsuamu and Sam Burns. On a sad note, Bobby Bowden died yesterday due to the pancreatic cancer. Bowden had the second most wins in Division I football history. Our condolences go out to the Bowden family on their loss. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Fields is going to hoist it in the air again. He looks and cranks, sends it deep down the field for Wilson. Got it. Touchdown, Wilson. Snap to Fields. Fields keeps it, looks to throw. Now takes off running. 15 in Nebraska going wide to the left of the 10. Fields to the 5. Fields spins it, gets to the end zone. Second and three, pump fake. And a long downfield throw. Jump ball, catch made, touchdown. Oh, Rave. Side, they snap it on the slant and a touchdown. Walking in with Jeremy Rucker and the Lions weren't ready at all. That's right. We are talking Chicago Bears this hour. We're going to take a look into their training camp as those highlights courtesy of Fox NFL. We're going to look into Bears training camp. We're going to talk a little bit about the Bulls, the Olympics, and of course we're going to finish off with the Chicago Dogs. Welcome back for hour two, everyone. Woohoo! We're all still here. It's me, Brandon, along with Tyler and David. And yeah, we're going to go right into it. Football. Preseason has already started. Hall of Fame game has already happened. The Bears' first preseason game against Miami will be this coming Saturday, kickoff at noon. But as I said during your killing me smells, there are still some issues going on, particularly with the injury bug. So I asked it before the break. I'll ask it again to everyone. Is it too early to start worrying about the Bears' injury situation? Is it too early to be concerned about the fact that 
Many of these guys won't play in this first preseason game. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1, at B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. I don't think it's too early because of the fact that it's just the three games. It's, I mean, you don't want to be too overboard with the... Uh, so I guess it's how worried are you? There should be some concern. There should be some concern. Don't blow it out of proportion yet, but I am concerned with the fact that I mentioned the five offensive tackles. There's eight offensive linemen who are out. James Daniels was injured all of last season. He's out right now. Tariq Cohen has still not returned to practice. He's on the physically unable to perform list right now. The list just goes on. Eddie Jackson, physically unable to con- unable to perform right now. So there's just a huge list of guys that are not practicing right now. Obviously, the veterans, it's not as much of a concern, but a lot of these young guys aren't getting the reps that I feel they need. So I think it's... I'm I'm concerned. It's I, not a major concern quite yet, but as the preseason starts to get underway, how far into the season will it take for them to really get caught up to speed? I'm on the same page with you. I'm not worried, but it definitely room for concern because like you said, these are the like the new young guys that do need new reps and need more reps and need to learn this new system, but it's just kind of tough when you got a whole list of guys that are just hurt. So, I mean, that gives opportunity for other players to kind of step in and then just kind of see what they have. But we ha- there's three preseason games before the start of this season. So, and that's okay because it's not like all the like any of those players are going to play the full game. They're going to get like they're going to play like a quarter or a quarter and a half. So, it would it's not a huge loss right now for the preseason. The preseason is more of just to kind of get guys reps and get them the feel for an actual NFL game. But yeah, I mean, it's, there's definitely, like I said, room to be concerned about because granted Tevin Jenkins is guys looking like he's talked about being on that starting O line, even Larry, like possibly Larry Borum too. So having those two guys out is definitely a big hit on that offensive line. And that's just going to screw up, and ruin things for the quarterback because there's no point of putting your quarterback out there if your offensive line is not there as well. So definitely room to be concerned about. It's just I I wouldn't start freaking out about it yet. I my personal opinion is there's no need to freak out until there's time to freak out. Uh, uh some of these uh, you brought up some of the veterans. I think personally my opinion on Tariq Cohen is probably they're purposely sitting him out. Yeah. Just so he has an, as much time as possible just to have that leg be as good as gold can be. Uh, the other guys, I'm not. It, it, you're right, though. The rookies do. I, I, I would love to know, you know, yeah, I'm sure they're all getting treatments and things like that. I want to know how much time they're spending in the film rooms if they're not on the field. Yeah. Learning, learning the proper, you know, calls, learning the proper shifts, who's pulling where, when, how you know, all those things. And, and for me, the second game is going to be of the preseason is the game where your, your first team's playing probably the first half. Yeah. First game, you're probably going to see Andy Dalton, maybe a quarter. Yeah. Maybe a quarter. And then I wouldn't be surprised 
if you see Nick Foles. Because yeah, second, definitely yeah. at some point. I, yeah. I know I tweet I, I messaged you. I don't you you and I haven't talked about it. Indianapolis is gonna come calling. Oh, I think so. I I'm not as I convinced. Know. I really if they were going to, I think it would have happened already because they're still set that Carson Wentz will come back at some point in the early in the first half of the season. And from what I've heard, the Colts are concerned that bringing in Nick Foles could mess with Carson Wentz. Just the mindset as well as of having should. him behind well, yeah. him. <laughs> and they don't want that. <laughs> and, and, and I understand that, but are you willing to give up the first five games of the season? Right. I mean, that just might bring back the competitiveness because yeah, since they played but, on Philly before. But also, is Nick Foles going to win you those first five games? I think Nick Foles, knowing the system, because once again, he's going to be playing under Frank Wright. Yeah. He's going to know the system coming in. He should be able to be average to above average enough to, you know, they're not going to have to totally rely on on Nick Foles and his passing ability because they do have a stud at running back. Now, that being said, I still think that he's he's gone before the season starts. I agree. Somebody somebody will call up and ask to have a a top tier, if not the best backup quarterback to ever play the game, come in and be their backup. But I I wouldn't be surprised if in that first game, Chicago doesn't just kind of put him out there to showcase him and just show that he's still got some stuff. And you see him in the second and third quarter and then Fields in the fourth maybe for a little bit. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Fields will probably come in before Foles. You, you honestly, yeah, I, I, I think, think he will. Think, I think we're going to. I gonna... think the first half is probably Dalton okay. and Foles, Foles, or Dalton and Fields, Fields rather, and then Foles probably plays okay. the rest of the time. I could see that as well. I, I just think that the spotlight's going to be on Foles a lot more, just to showcase that he's still got arm strength, he's still got uh, mobility, because there's no reason a, a third string quarterback needs to be making that kind of money no, on that team. That's a, um, that is an absurd <laughs> amount and of money for a third string And that's where the issue comes from, too, is that a team trading for him will probably want to start him because you don't want to pay that to a backup. Yeah, there's no team True. right now that I see other than maybe, and, and I'll say maybe, the Houston Texans if the Deshaun Watson thing goes that sideways. Was, that was my first thought before... The Colts came up in conversation. I would have figured that the Texans would be calling the Bears about that because I still haven't heard much about. Look, sounds like Watson is showing up to practice now. Yeah, yeah he is, but and he's back. He's well, back yeah. to practicing. Well, now let, as well, let's let's be real. He knows that if this goes sideways, he's never getting paid again. And fifty thousand dollars is fifty thousand dollars. Right. If he was playing with no worries, he'd sit out the whole year. Oh yeah, but knowing that he could life. go somewhere else, but. Now that he knows that that money train might be coming to a screeching halt because if these accusations are as serious as everybody seems to think they are, he's not going to play football ever again. Oh no, that's it's been up to it's up to like twenty. Yeah, I think I know I know like about five or so have backed out. But I mean, come on, the chances that that many? No, exactly. Reports, it, it, the legitimacy of it has grown in leaps and bounds. Yeah, but you know, as far as as far as the the Bears go, the one good thing that I did hear while I was 
you know, relaxing in the mountainous <laughs> wonders of Pennsylvania was that I guess Andy Dalton and Allen Robinson are clicking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, been... you kept knocking on Andy. I said his experience, he is a good guy in terms of accuracy. Accuracy, yeah. Accuracy. Uh-huh. And that is what Allen Robinson has just been raving about is throwing him open <laughs> is the biggest thing that I've heard coming out of camp. Yeah. Seeing the highlights like posted, like just like them going through the plays. Dalton's looking a lot better. He's surprised me. I mean, obviously, you I, see the Justin Fields highlights all over the place, but like with Andy Dalton, he surprised me and it made me a little bit more better with them throwing, putting Andy Dalton in at QB1. My whole thing with Andy Dalton, and this is just my thing, is Andy Dalton's not, never going to win you a game. He may not lose you a game either, but he's never going to win you a game at this stage in his career. Yeah. No, and I agree. Honestly, that's what the Bears kind of are looking for right now is just. Not the guy who's going to be flashy and, and, like you said, win them games, but a guy who's just going to be that steady presence that Justin Fields can learn from. Because he, from everything I've heard, he's a great mentor yeah, to Justin Fields, Justin, which is even, Justin that's has, more important than the on-play. Everything that I've heard uh, Justin Fields say about Andy Dalton is he's been nothing but complimentary and nothing but gracious. And, and Andy Dalton's been an open book to him, and that mm-hmm. that's what you wanted. You wanted somebody, because I honestly don't know how much, and I've heard the same thing about Nick, and I wasn't sure about Nick Foles being that guy to, to Justin because I thought there might be a little bit of bitterness there, but so far, so good. And, you know, there are worse things in this world than having three quarterbacks that have started in the NFL in your in your camp. And- I, or, well... Well, two, yeah. two, and, and one not. that will and, yeah. eventually be and outstanding. Spe- and speaking of highlights of training camp, because you said it that you say Fields is Patrick Mahomes esque. I don't know if you saw that play where he's rolling out to the left and totally just threw it across his body, like sidearmed it right to, I think it was Mooney in the end zone, and literally like after like after I saw that, I'm like, wow, that literally looked like something Patrick Mahomes did. I'm like. That's literally what David compared. He he's is. got the arm strength. He's got the ability. Oh yeah. He's got the talent. I'm never going to compare him to Patrick Mahomes, but I think he could be a one B. Easily. Oh yeah. Oh Easily yeah. in this league, he's going. If his maturity and his process works the way that I think it should, being in this organization and and learning under under Andy Dalton. It's going. They could go from an a five hundred team or below five hundred team because we can't be five hundred. The Bears no, can't, be can't be five hundred. Seventeen anymore. games, unless they manage yeah. a tie. I, I will. I will say this. I, I I'm expecting them to be below five hundred this year. But that being said, I could see them going from a below five hundred team to an immediate division contender next year. Yeah. Yeah. For which I had a quick question because I mean we've talked about it a lot. After now seeing the highlights of the quarterbacks, when do you think, if even this season, they give the spot that they put Justin Fields at QB one? After I'm actually sticking seeing with him, the bye week, I I don't think he sees the field before the bye, barring injury. Yeah, yeah, barring yeah. injury or just an absolute catastrophe of a start, like oh five oh six, I. I don't see it happening at all this season. I could, yeah, I could see that too. Or like, I like your thing at the bye. Plus, week. a happy Allen Robinson 
might actually think about re-signing with the Bears. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and true. he, Allen Robinson, he knows that Justin Fields is waiting in the wings, and honestly, Andy Dalton's the best quarterback he's ever played with. Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, legitimately. Yeah. yeah. He's the most proven, he's got the most success, and he's probably the most accurate quarterback he's ever played with as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's good things coming. Also, quick note to Alec Ogletree as well. Interceptions on three straight games, or three straight days of training camp nice. since joining the team. So like there that. are some good things out of camp, even though yesterday's practice was the first practice that the bears did not report a new injury. So injuries have been a problem, but they've had, they're on a one day streak of not reporting a new injury. So that's a great streak off today, back to work tomorrow, joint practice with the dolphins in preparation for Saturday's game. Well, the bulls got off to a quick start in free agency, but did they jump the gun a little bit? We'll discuss that here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. SportsTownChicago.com Joe's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Joe's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just small. For more on the menu, visit joeshotdogsjoliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. That was money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, yo, yo. Check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy, Space. I'm your boy, MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you going to go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. Keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else you going to get all your sports news from? You know. Sports Town Chicago. available. Ties it. Got it. Nice. Nice to see him knock one down, too. Monzo. Good save. Gets the triple. He's got his first two. Monzo on the step back. His shot's what on. A different, what a difference a day makes. Yeah, his shot is what on. What a difference a day makes. And there's Lonzo showing him. He's got some range. Zion sharing it with Lonzo. And Lonzo tried to get there. He will get there. And flash it home. 
Those Alonzo Ball highlights courtesy of Valley Sports. And if you didn't hear, a sign-and-trade was completed. Lonzo Ball officially to the Chicago Bulls, but there is still a little bit of a caveat to this deal in that it is open to investigation right now. The NBA opened an investigation to see into tampering by the Chicago Bulls in this deal. Did they talk to Lonzo? Did they talk to the Pelicans before this deal occurred? Maximum punishment up to a $10 million fine, loss of draft picks, and the deal could be voided. Now, that being said, the deal's not going to be voided. The don't, NBA no. does not want that. Don't don't make Tyler's heart skip a beat. <laughs> don't. I will <laughs> drop dead on this floor right here. <laughs> See, but the we, NBA doesn't want to deal with that voiding the contract. Oh, that no, just creates it, a whole. It's going to set a trickle precedent. down effect. Yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll set a precedent that, well, because, that that the NBA just does not want to deal with. Yeah, because they never bothered doing it with LeBron James. So why would they do it with anyone else? <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah, but a legit thing could be losing draft picks and a fine to what? the bear, In to the twenty twenty six. Yeah, that's like the next time picks. they got a draft pick. <laughs> Yeah, the Bulls did give up a lot of draft picks in this trade deadline, but I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I, I love the moves. Great now, moves all the way around. Okay, I know how you feel. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I, Dominic and I had this discussion when we heard that they traded for Lonzo Ball. I, I'm, I don't get it. I don't. Really? You, you bring in a veteran. Bring in a veteran to teach Kobe how to be a point guard. I, I was on that. To me, to me, that's the better move. In my eyes, at least, Lonzo Ball brings nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing to that offense. I beg to differ. I don't. Because he is, I believe he's one heck of a playmaker. And he's going to set these guys up open. He's going to set up Levine. Now DeRozan, Vooch, he's going to be able to set these guys open. And he's improved himself offensively. Last year, 37.8% from three-point. That's pretty darn good. Okay, so, so he's I- fixed up his shot because I know his his shot form was all wacky and he wasn't hitting nothing, but he fixed it. And he's actually hitting three-pointers way smoother than he ever was. Is Kobe your first off the bench then? Yes. Okay. I would say so, yeah. Kobe or Caruso? Well, Caruso's a shooting guard. Which one's but, no? Which one's first off your bench? Who's your sixth man? Oh, I see. Um, I'd go with Kobe still. Kobe, like coming in off yeah. the sixth man, Kobe, because okay. he's he's more of he's more of a scorer than Caruso. Caruso, the thing what I liked about the Caruso pick, even though it really threw me off, there was no <laughs> talks about the Bulls getting Caruso, but me and my brother were talking about it, and we we liked it because Caruso plays. Solid defense, which we've talked about all last year. And so does Ball. And, 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 that, and that's the biggest thing that's with those two guys. Thing. They play really good defense, and that is what the Bulls needed so darn badly because, like a stat that I brought up to on last week's show, and like I've re- repeatedly said it, the Bulls were number four in scoring total. They were 27th in points allowed. So it's like once they can balance that out, this team is set up for greatness. I, my concern is that this is going to be a blow to Kobe White's already fragile 
confidence. I know. I agree. I think it's just because they brought in, they drafted a point guard in Io. They brought in Lonzo Ball. So it's like, Io! That's, I love that pick, by the way. Poor, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Draft night, he's like, man, I'm going home. Awesome. I'll get to play for the team that he probably cheered for throughout his oh, yeah. growing he said up. He's a big, he's a he, huge, huge Bulls, Bulls fan. fan. So he was probably all excited, and then the Bulls make all these moves, and he's like, "What the heck, dude? Where am I? What, but you where am what? I supposed to play?" <laughs> <laughs> but what I like it brings in the competition, and I think that will possibly step Kobe up a little bit more. He's not going to start. Oh, I could no. see him coming off Without as him. like being a six man. But yeah. I mean, what I liked about these is that all the players that the Bulls had on the roster last year were just all scorers. This kind of expands out different types of players. Now you got you got guys that can play defense. You got DeRozan that's great in the mid-range. It's like you got all these different types of players that 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 Bulls team needed balance. And now not only do they got a big 3, damn, they got a big 4 at this point. Uh well, one of the interesting points that got brought to my attention is this also might have been a move just in case they couldn't re-sign Levine. Because think about okay. it. Now you have Ball and Vooch. Yeah. There's not really a huge drop-off there. You got DeRosa. I mean, there's not a huge drop-off. No. If you lose Levine. No, no, exactly. And they then you could keep Levine. Well, they need to extend him. They, they, I don't disagree with that either. But what I'm saying is there's a possibility that he's not back next year. Like this next season? No. Oh. After after this next season, I could that's that's a possibility. Uh, there, there's a possibility. Think about it, he, everybody he wants him to be extended, but I also want to see how he's grown and matured after being on the Olympic team and seeing yes. what a winning culture is all about. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't. I didn't even think that in perspective. That's very true. That I think that I mean I can see that totally change his total attitude and perspective because. Oh, he was. He's on a team with a bunch of winners, and he played well. He was avidly recruiting while he was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I love. I love that. I love that he felt comfortable and he took a back seat and did what was asked of him. He didn't go out there and try and just dominate. Right. You need me to, you know, facilitate? I can facilitate. You need me to go in there and get a little dirty and rebound? Because let me tell you something that international game, if you watched. That low post, it was mean down in, down in that block. Mm-hmm. Like, there were elbows. There were, like, it got gnarly. Draymond was mad as all get out, like, half that half those games. But anyway, I, I think this is also the Bulls going, well, worst case scenario, Levine doesn't re-sign. He goes somewhere else. Right. We still have Lonzo Ball. We still have DeMar DeRosa. We also have Vooch. You know, and then maybe you move if ball continues to progress, maybe you move ball to the shooting guard or you bring in AO or Kobe into the shooting guard position, the two. Yeah. I would as of I right don't now, think Kobe's a bad choice at a two, actually. No, as I, much I was, as that's he, what I was gonna say. If if it came to that, I would much rather I'd feel more comfortable with Kobe at the two with Lonzo still at the one because Kobe is that Phenomenal score. He's not, and he can a be a ball handler if need to be. He could be, yeah. But that's what he needs to grow into. But like I, like what we were talking about with Bulls, like after this season, they're done with Levine. 
not only, I mean, because that's that's a good thing that they got the, all these players just to keep themselves backed up in case that happens. But then also, you're gonna get a lot like his market value is gonna be much better now. People are gonna want Zach Levine. It, He's it, still young. He's only twenty five. 26, I believe. 26? I, I'm not sure, but I, yeah. I so want to say. If say. the Bulls, so he's 20, he'll be 26 this season. Okay. If the Bulls can't. So we were both right. Yeah. If yeah. the Bulls <laughs> can't extend him this offseason, could they move him during the season? I don't see them moving him during the season. So. They, they're a legit top. I would, my, my, my prediction was just a little off by a year. They're a yeah. legit top four team in the East now. Most de- legit without a doubt. top four team in the without East. Without a doubt, uh, I I would put Brooklyn above them, Atlanta above them. I put Miami. Ah, uh, I don't know. Miami. I want to yeah. see how how Butler and and Lowry play Lowry together. play together. And Milwaukee. Uh, nah, I don't know. See, Mil- Milwaukee to me is that unknown okay. because yeah. you just. NBA is a lot like baseball in the fact that they play so many games, and when you go to an NBA Finals, it's that much more on top of what you've already played. So typically, there is a little bit of a hangover. That's why it's so difficult, like they say, not just to repeat in the NFL and Major League Baseball, but in the NBA as well. Because you're adding on games to an already yeah long season, long a season. marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, exactly. I, I think Milwaukee. I they're definite top five. Let let's say top five for sure. I think they could be. I think as yeah. high as three. Yeah, okay. they, still, they still got that great talent. I and could who knows what's going to happen with the Nets. Yeah, and yeah, well, right. the Bulls still have a chance to make more moves this off season too. And the biggest name that I've seen rumored going around. Is Lowry Markinen? Yep. What kind of package could they expect back for him? Picks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Picks. That, we just we yeah. don't want a player. Just give us picks. No, it's that. All. Just give us picks, and then the NF, and NDA will take them away. One, one rumor I heard was that David, you and me were talking about this, him going to Dallas, but because you because you were saying how he wants to be around more. European players. But he wants po- to be in a Euro he yeah. wants to be a Euro player in the United States, yes. But the part of the trade that I heard was um Luca? No, not Luca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll take that. <laughs> no, but Straight uh up. for Porzingis. No. Like, Absolutely I, not. I don't, would no. not want that. Absolutely I'll take I'll take three third round draft picks yeah. in a second <laughs> before I take Porzingis, please. No, I that's what I was like, please no, God no. But there's, yeah, there's where where, where would he st- center? I wouldn't even put him there. He's not. No, he's, he's not, not better enough. than Vuk. No, heck no. He's not better than Patrick Williams. No, he'd be sitting on the bench, which is where where he doesn't want to be. Right. Porzingis wants to be the star of the team, and he just keeps getting flipping injured. So I don't know what to do at that point. But they're definitely curious of what they'll do with marketing. Yeah. The reports I see is that the Bulls are asking for a first round pick. I think I'm gonna get a first round pick for him. I don't no. think so. Maybe a late one, but maybe yeah, maybe a late. Uh, hey, uh, he did have a Golden great, State Warriors. He did have a much better year How last you year. Doing? <laughs> All right, well, we'll we will see what they end up with. Well, the Olympic race came down to the final day. Who came out on top? We'll let you know coming up. But first, here's David with a sports update. 
Back to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com. Scoreboard update. I'm David Dykstra with your SportstownChicago.com update powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. The broom came out over the weekend as the White Sox beat the Cubs 9-3 to complete the weekend series sweep. Eloy Jimenez drove in five runs with two home runs and a double. White Sox next game is tonight against the Twins. First pitch is at 7 p.m. Cubs next game is against the Brewers tonight. First pitch is at 7.05 p.m. Jimbo Covert was inducted into the 2020 class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame over the weekend. Other notable inductees of the classes of 2020 and 2021 were Edron James, Troy Palamau, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cower, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, and Peyton Manning. The Bulls are playing the Pelicans right now in the first game of the Summer League, and it is tied 71-71 in the fourth quarter. Closing ceremonies for the Olympics were held last night, ending ending the postponed 2020 games. The United States led the medal count with 113 total medals and surpassed China on the final day of competition to win the most gold, winning 39 gold medals. Abram Aker wins the FedEx St. Jude Invitational on the second playoff hole with a birdie to win his first ever PGA title. On a sad note, Bobby Bowden died yesterday Due to pancreatic cancer, Bowden had the second most wins in Division I football history. Our condolences go out to the Bowden family on their loss. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. This is your home for sports. Red SportstownChicago.com. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the nasty biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the chicken fried chicken biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with the heaping amounts of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. Hello? It's speed walking day. Dorothy, you're breaking up. Did I mention we'd be slowing down when we pass the court where those fine brothers play ball? I heard that. Reduce your risk of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Get active, eat right, and maybe even run into Mr. Right. Isn't sisterhood beautiful? For more information, go to everydaychoices.org. Brought to you by the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, the Ad Council, and this station. Alert! Alert! Be gone, maxed-out credit cards, overdue loans, suffocating interest rates, and relentless collection agencies. If your credit rating is making you and others around you cringe, there's only one thing to do, and that's to turn to the professionals at Creative Credit Solutions. Even if your credit is less than perfect, we'll help you get back on track. You can do it, and we can help. Call today or visit creativecreditsolutions.net for your free credit check report. Blow the whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Mondays and Fridays from 2 to 3 p.m. as we talk NFL. The game plan was really sound. In the quarterback league, it, it has been, it still is. Franchise defining. 
college football. Will Jim Harbaugh make it through the season as Michigan's head coach? Some more Big Ten talk. And here's some things you wouldn't expect. I would have never expected that. Get all of that and more on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Fournier will pop out. Batum out of the corner. His three's an air ball. Holiday with the lead and the ball. And Kevin Durant leads the United States to their fourth straight gold medal. Doubted and dismissed. Team USA would not be denied. And Greg Popovich leads them to gold here in Tokyo. The gold standard in women's basketball belongs to the United States of America. Let the celebration begin. They have come to Tokyo and kept the streak alive. 90 to 75, the final. Sue Bird becomes the oldest Olympic gold medal winner in basketball. Courtesy to NBC with those Olympic highlights. The 2020 Tokyo Olympics have concluded. 205 nations were present at the Olympics and a record 94 different nations won medals at the games. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. And including three of them actually won their first ever medal. Turkmenistan, San Marino, and Burkina Faso. Congratulations all, to you all for won pronouncing their first those ever Olympic medals. So yeah, it was it hist- a historic games. The 2020 Olympics taking place in the 2021 year calendar year (laughs) uh but yeah the united states managed to come out on top in the olympic medal count which that's not a surprise they've actually won the most medals in now seven straight summer olympic games dating back to 1996 but it was a it was a battle between them and china for the most gold medals and they do come out on top winning that battle uh by a score of 39 golds of compared to China's 38. So they t- came down to the final day. Last day. But yeah, yeah. What, what were the most memorable moments from this year's Olympics for everyone? We want to know what they were for you. Let us know. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1. Any major moments, any major athletes that stood out to you guys? I think to me what the coolest thing was was Caleb Dressel. Yes. Because this is like a new era of seen real life mermaid man or aquaman <laughs> the, I mean. the next aquaman. michael phelps the next I, michael phelps i would no, maybe not that not there, quite, but, but that 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 his schedule was michael phelps yes 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 very much so but just kind of seeing something like that and then not to only um because obviously this year of the olympics was a little different that there was no friends or family that was able to come along but just kind of seeing his, Dressel's family up on the board, their reaction to the reaction breaking the record really cool. was flipping awesome to see. So I love that was one of my favorite moments in the Olympics. Yeah, and Dressel actually he was the winningest athlete at this year's Olympic Games with those five gold medals. And of the two hundred and five nations that were present at the Olympics, his five gold medals were more than all but sixteen of those countries. So Caleb Dressel by himself won more gold medals than all but 16 countries as a whole. That's insane. I I, I didn't see I didn't see that. That's nuts. Yeah, it did. There, there was, there were a lot of really cool moments. I there mean, were. I, that's one of the cool things about me taking the, my vacation when I <laughs> get to see a lot of the Olympics. We, we do, we do like to watch the Olympics at night after it gets dark. So Dominic and I, and and 
in Little Ray. <laughs> sat down and watched Olympics and uh, some of the... Okay, first and foremost, can we just get this out of the way? Uh, there is no male dream team anymore. It, it's strictly female. Yeah. That that female... And the, and the thing for me that, that hearkened so much was the fact that Sue Bird, Deanna Tarazi, both came in and said, listen, we're teaching these young women what it means to be on the U.S. basketball team and, and what the mystique is that we want people to realize. Brittany Griner drops, I, I want to say, like 40 without blinking an eye on on yeah she's 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 a beast when she wants to be she's the most dominant player in the wnba or in women's basketball when she wants to be i still want to see that one-on-one with demarcus cousins and her there was talks about that a couple years ago i want to see it oh that would be really good it would be close yeah i think i I, britney give her give him a a good what for but this was sue bird's last olympics but now, in the post game press conference, Diana Tarazi goes, see you in Paris. So <laughs> she'll be back. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones that stuck out for me. Uh, the, the bronze medalist female from the US in the marathon from Wisconsin, who <laughs> in her interview, after the race, they showed her her family, and she broke down. And she goes, "Drink a beer for me." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's so Wisconsin!" That's I was just so gonna great. say, that is- "It's so Wisconsin. It is amazing." And then we, I, I had Tyler watch this earlier. The fourteen-year-old platform diver from China who got two perfect score dives. Yes. That was like no nine point fives, all tens. That doesn't happen. Yeah, set that the was, record. Yeah. That was unbelievable to see. That I does did not, not think that was a 14-year-old. 14. Yeah. 14 in her first major international competition. There's one athlete I wish I got a chance to see. I'm going to have to look it up and see the highlights. The youngest athlete in the Olympics was 12. And... Part- and Table tennis. It, table, table tennis. tennis. Table yeah. tennis. Nice. In... Uh, yeah, that's yeah exactly what I was gonna say. So I wanted to see that. I'm like, there's, I'm like, I gotta see this 12 year old whoop some old people's butts. You know, you you sit there and you go, 12. Yeah, too bad she would, she or he, she she would make us look like complete fools. It just makes me think. I'm like, where was I when I was 12 years old? I'm like, oh, probably yeah, not, <laughs> not doing that. Playing with fresh, friends or something. Fresh out of diapers. <laughs> <laughs> I I looked at I looked at Dominic when the 14 year old was doing her platform thing. I said. Dude, what have you done with your life? <laughs> Come on, man. Step it up a little. But see, seeing something like that just is amazing to see of like the kind of like athletes that are coming around in the whole world and like how much talent has being started so young. Jacoby, uh the the breaststroker from the United States that came out of nowhere in her race to win the I believe it was the 200 breast was ridiculous. Uh first First athlete from Alaska to win a, an Olympic medal. Really? Yeah. It was oh, really, I did hear about that. Oh, she yes. had an amazing job. Amazing. Alaska. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there were there were a ton of just historic moments. Team USA's women's volleyball team, which won on the final day won to first. help them get it. First ever gold medal in women's volleyball for the U.S. Yeah, wow. the, the men lay... Once again, women athletes outshining the men because the men laid a big poo-poo egg and didn't even make it to the elimination rounds. Really? Yeah, and they were one of the favorites. Yeah, so for Team USA, they sent 626 total athletes. So going off of what you said, 164 women won a medal, 93 men. Wow. Women rule. Team USA, the women dominated this Olympics for them. And one of them, she didn't win gold, but one of the more impressive ones that I thought was Michaela Skinner. Who did not? She was. She's a gymnast. She performed in the vault. Yeah. She replaced Simone Biles. She did not think that she was going to compete because she did not qualify high enough. She was fourth in the world, or fourth in in Olympic qualifying. But two of the ones ahead of her were USA Team USA, and only two can compete in in the actual event. Per team, two yeah. per team can compete. Uh-huh. So she thought she was done. This was going to be her final Olympic Games. She was. She thought her career was over. She fills in for Simone Biles after she opted out and won silver. She That's, didn't take the gold, but just getting the silver yeah. after not thinking, like you thought your career's over, and then to come out and be able to win a silver, I thought that was just a great moment that as is, well. That's amazing. That is huge. That That's a really cool one too. Uh, the... The girl that won the all-around. Yes. Thinking, she literally came into the Olympics going, okay, silver, I'm striving for silver. Yes. And Uh, then because because of Simone Biles having her her issues, was able to win the all-around. And just one last event that I can't remember which event in track it was, but what I thought was cool in the women's track, Jamaica won gold, silver, and bronze all in that same event. Which I thought it was 100 sweet. meter. That's right. It was the 100 it meter. Was, it was the women's. Fat. Are you. Oh, you think you're fast? Okay. Come to Jamaica, man. Yeah, you, you ain't Jamaica fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a clean sweep, a lot of great moments. Again, let us know what your favorite moments from this Olympics. Olympic Games was. Uh, hit us up Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1. Well, the American Association of Professional Baseball has announced they expanded their playoff structure. We'll fill you in on the details coming up on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. Longtime fans, sports is like life. SportstownChicago.com. What's up, Chicago? If you're ever, and I mean ever, out looking for good urban food 24-7, come down to White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. White Palace Grill is open 365 days a year since 1939. I personally love the steak and egg dinner, but whether you like burgers for breakfast, steak for lunch, or French toast for dinner, White Palace is the place for you. The diner is a 24-hour urban oasis. Come now. Come later. Hey, come now in later. We never close at White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. Visit us at whitepalace.com or order with Uber Eat or Grubhub anytime, any day. Daddy, when you look at me, I could see a wheel turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major equal spaceman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion? The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? 
That's right, one in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to autismspeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Go to Lux Barbershop for the best barbers and stylists in Plainfield, Illinois. I go there when I have an important event, date, or I just want to look good. The straight razor shave will have you looking fresh and smooth. Lux Barbershop is open seven days a week. Go to Lux Barbershop for the finest barbers, stylists, braiders, and massage therapists in the southern suburbs. Check out all their daily deals on Facebook, Instagram, and LuxBarbershop.com. Hi, this is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. The Chicago Dogs are back on SportstownChicago.com. Tune in to the season opener against the Sioux City Explorers Friday, May 28th at Impact Field in Rosemont. First pitch at 7.05 p.m. Hear all the action right here on SportstownChicago.com. All right, we are back here on Blow the Whistle as... As I said before the break, the American Association of Professional Baseball last Wednesday just announced that they will expand their playoff structure. So instead of what we had said before, where just the top two teams get in from each division, it'll be the top team from each division will get into the the next round, and then the two and three from each division will play in a sort of wild card, a play-in game to make it into that division series. So the two and three team will play a single elimination, one game playoff. The winner of that will take on the top seed in that division. And then the two division heads will then meet up for the championship game championship series rather in the American association. So that's what the dogs are looking at right now. And the dogs currently sit in that two hole in that two spot in the North division just two games behind Milwaukee for first and a game ahead of the third place Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks. So all three of those teams should make it. it, it there, there's a pretty good the, gap yeah. between third and fourth. So the, all three of those teams should. Now I'm assuming the home field advantage is based on record. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so yeah. The, whoever right now, that would be the dogs. They lead the Redhawks by a game. The dogs would play that one at impact field, that play in game winner then goes on to take on Milwaukee in a best of five series. So getting, but again, the dogs only two games behind Milwaukee getting out of that play in game, kind of like in major league baseball, getting out of that wild card game could be crucial because anything can happen in a single game. And unfortunately, like the milkmen have been the kryptonite and they don't play the milkmen the rest of the year. So the milkmen are going unless in playoffs. Yeah, not, not till the playoffs. The milkmen are going on a four-game losing streak. So I mean, that could they could just be in a little slump right now. But yeah, the, the milkmen's got so much talent, like you said, the kryptonite. But the dogs have a five-game winning streak. So right now, like, hold on, I've been it's Monday, man. <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah. No, the, I the dogs on a yeah. hot streak right yes. now. The the milkmen's kind of slumping there. It's a prime opportunity for the dogs to potentially it's, take over that top spot. It, it's it's been an issue of the bullpen 
the whole season I, and they had a solid bullpen starting out but you know as yes. as it goes in in whether it's minor leagues independence if you show out and show up you're gonna get called up yeah so it, it's happened to the dogs they they're you the know most recent band eating Dahlberg the most recent one. Yeah, and right now at the back end of the bullpen, Jeff Kinley is their closer. He's been solid throughout Kinley's, this season. Well, and Hopefully I, he's there for the playoffs. He's I don't still around. foresee Kinley getting – he's 34. He's he's up there. He He's an elder statesman of the game, so I don't foresee them making a move – someone making a move on an elderly statesman. And just at this at this point in the season yeah. of all of baseball – but uh Kinley 29 actually 29? but but oh. yeah oh, he okay. is I I don't think he's going to be taken this season either. I think he'll ride out the rest of the year at this point. It's it's crazy to me. It's crazy. It's still crazy to me that some of the hitters and position players haven't been snatched up cuz there's they've been really Chicago Dogs can play with anybody in offensively in that division. Yeah. It's whether or not their their bullpen can hold up. And you spec you're, you're bringing up offensively, like yesterday's game, TJ and KC were probably the two biggest uh, guys that came out. Even Brennan Metzger, Metzger since he came back from injury, he's been tearing it up. Yeah, and you mentioned TJ Bennett. He was player of the game for yesterday's game. But congratulations to him on the birth of his child. Oh, yes. congratulations oh, to nice, the Bennett TJ. family. Congratulations. And the dogs welcomed his bat back oh, because they man. were missing it during that week, week and a half that he was gone on paternity leave. They really needed that left-handed power bat that mm-hmm. TJ Bennett provides. So he is a welcome sight bat at, back. And it's no coincidence that it coincides with their five-game winning streak. And that little moment that he had with his brother-in-law i think yes. his name is seth yes yeah, seth seth bennett uh who was the bat boy yeah oh that was i was yeah. i was there for that that was amazing it was, it was yeah, great that was truly something special to be a part of they gave they gave him a nickname for because he's an uncle now mm-hmm. i'll have to think of the name but they had a, a sam on the broadcast mentioned a funny nickname that they had for him oh, so. that's awesome yeah that's really cool. cool yeah i expectations need to be what they are. It's, it's them and the milkmen. I don't, I don't foresee them having any issue. I think whoever wins that series, considering everybody, no collapses or anything like that. The winner of that series has a leg up on winning the whole enchilada in my eyes. You think so? Yeah. There, I, as far as I'm concerned, the three best teams in all all AA baseball have been Fargo, Chicago, and Milwaukee. Yeah. It, 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 at least the ones that have impressed me the most. Just from an eye standpoint. So right now, the Kansas City Monarchs are leading the whole, uh, the whole league. They're in the South Division. But I haven't really seen much of them play at all. So I can't really base off how well or how much of a threat they could be to the dogs or even the milkmen but obviously the dogs but because they're sitting at 50 and 24 so they're they're a few games ahead of the dogs right now but because yeah they're leading the whole thing so i'm just trying to i haven't seen them play well i'm sure the monarchs are decent if they've got that kind of record 
but they they have one thing that the milkmen they don't have one thing that the milkmen do have and What's that's that? a b w squared oh yeah Ugh, good he's, night he's he always gives the dogs headaches every well, he gives time. everybody headaches. Well, yeah. he's ridiculously good um but chicago's they've got a puncher's chance no matter who they play yeah no i totally agree yeah, they definitely do. I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull up the the <laughs> dogs recently played against the Monarchs. That's the only time they play them this season was in Kansas City. That was the end of July, July 30th, 31st, and August 1st. So just trying to pull up the results here of that series. But yeah, that that's really the only team that we haven't seen uh, in terms of working at Impact Field. Right. Yeah, we haven't seen them play yeah. At the home turf. And that would make the biggest difference in the world to be able to, and I'll be quite honest with you, I don't foresee anybody coming into, Milwaukee's the only team that's truly given the dogs any kind of grief at home. Oh. That, and yeah. it's because it's Milwaukee and. Yeah, Kansas they, City did sweep that three-game series. Okay. Okay. It was in Kansas City. It yeah. was, yes. yeah, right. Come to come to Chicago. <laughs> come to Chicago. Come to Chicago. We'll take care of you. We'll show you what the dogs are all about there, eh? <laughs> yeah, but it should be a great race the rest of the way between the Milkmen, the Dogs, and the Red Hawks. The Dogs and Red Hawks still have to play each other again. That could be a good matchup going on later in this season, as that will be the final the final home series for the dogs this year, the 27th, 28th, and 29th of this month against Fargo. So that could determine who ends up coming out on top in terms of possibly the division or at least who gets that home game, home field in that single playing game. I'm excited. Love me some playoff baseball. Love me some playoff baseball. Yep. It's going to be fun, and we'll be there for all the action That's that right. takes place Heck, at yeah, Impact Field. So come and check us out. Come and watch the Chicago Dogs at Impact Field in Rosemont. Well, that will do it for today's show. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Again, hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1. Send in your Killing Me Smalls moments. Send in all your thoughts about the show, anything you want us to talk about in the future, anything we missed on today's show hit us up again facebook instagram and twitter at blow t whistle one that's at b-l-o-w-t-w-h-i-s-t-l-e one and of course if you missed today's broadcast for any reason oh here comes you can the find, list yeah here you comes can find, the list yes, it is. you can this find is great. all of our recordings on multiple platforms including anchor.fm spotify iHeartRadio, quadpod network google podcasts and apple podcasts there's probably more that I may have forgotten. We're going to get more. <laughs> I just want to see him gonna keep sweat. going. Yes, I want it to be like a 30-minute list for so, him. Plenty of platforms for you guys to find our show if you missed it. And on Tuesdays, not this coming Tuesday because of Dogs Games, but on Tuesdays when we don't have Dogs Games, we do a Facebook live stream as well so you can see us instead of just hearing us. That's from poor, 530 poor to people. 6.30. And you can find that. <laughs> and eventually Tyler will come out. Eventually Tyler will be on that as well. <laughs> that is on our Facebook page. Share to our Facebook page as well as the X-Bomb Sports Facebook page. So check us out. Check them out. Check everything out. Hear our show. Once again, I'm Brandon Janoska. Tyler Buterbaugh. David Dykstra. Thank you for listening in today. Check us out on all those spots and have a beautiful day. 
This is your home for sports. This is the best fans in the world. No, no better team. SportstownChicago.com.